boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I am your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining us for episode 21. We will be going over the DraftKings pricing and our favorite bets for the 2022 U.S. Open. James Fitzpatrick joins me to discuss all of that. We will keep this intro short, but please, especially during major weeks, be sure to share the show, follow, subscribe, leave us five-star review, helps us greatly in getting new listeners, so please go do that before you listen to the conversation. I will be getting into it right now with Fitz, so without further ado, it's U.S. Open time. All right, so we are ready for the 2022 U.S. Open. Joining me tonight is James Fitzpatrick. You know and love him from such classics as the PGA Championship and the Masters, and we are back to do it again. Fitz, how's it going? Going good, going good. Glad to be back. Excited for the third major of the year and uh, ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Got a pretty good idea where I kind of want to go early. Hopefully I don't uh, totally change my mind by Wednesday night like I did with the PGA Championship. So uh, let's start off. Have, have you looked at any bets? Have you looked at the odds? You looking at anything in, in that market? Yep. I uh, took a quick glance at the bets. Um, one that Stuck out to me is I really like Patrick Reed at 100 to 1. Um, I think I'm going to place that bet. Um, I like Berger, even though he's 35 to 1 on DK. I've seen a better, better number, um, 60 to 1. I'll probably take. And uh, uh, Lowry, 35 to 1. I like Louie, 40 to 1. Those are the bets I'm looking at. Yeah, I, I like Louie. I think you can find a better number than 40. Ber- Berger at 60, yeah, that, that's a pretty good number. Um, I actually already bet Lowry, 35 to 1. Okay. Reed, Reed I could definitely see. I don't think I'm going to be going anyone. Basically, the, the furthest down the board I, I went was uh, – it's the only – only pre-tournament that I, I bet last week was Sung J.M. at 65. And that, that number's cratered. So I, I like that. And it, it seems yeah. to be he's going to be a really popular DK play and, and bet. So I, l- I like him at 65. And then I got I got Spieth at 28 because I don't think there's any chance that that number stays. So I, I was just going to bet Lowry, but that 28 was too good to pass up. Yep. No, I like I like Spieth at 28 to 1 because I agree with you. I think that uh... – Number is definitely not getting any better. Um, it might even um, go down. So um, I think he's got a good chance of winning this week if he can just figure out the putter. So I like that one. Sure. And then I did uh, Dustin Johnson just because it was 44 to one. I don't like his form. I don't really love him to win this, but you're giving me Dustin Johnson at 44. I got to throw something on it. It's not a huge bet, but got to throw something. I mean, his, his biggest thing seems to be lately is motivation. And I could definitely see him coming in here and just, you know, just taking all the shots and, and everybody talking shit about Liv. And he just middle fingers up and, and wins it and goes, see you later. So I, I could definitely yep. see that happen. And at yep, 44, 40, I mean. Yeah, 44 to 1 with his win equity. I mean, uh, yeah, I think that's, like you said, form's not been good. He hasn't been good in a while. But, you know, he's a guy that, you know, if he's motivated, could flick a switch. And like you said, just come in here and win his third major. He's actually even down to 28 to 1 on DK right now. So at 44 Damn. to 1, um, yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, and then uh, two that I've somehow 
didn't bet so far, but obviously always have trouble. Colin Morikawa at 30. I mean, basically anytime that guy's ever been over 20, it's an auto bet for me. And then uh, this you might be one of the... You're not betting Bryson at 80? That's, that's, that's where I was going. <laughs> not even 80. I saw 140. Oh, wow. So, wow. so I, I, I might just have to throw five bucks on that just because right. there's, there's probably, if he's going over to live, there's not going to be anything, any numbers even close to that ever again. So... What I'm I'm looking at now, you know, you just everything that you basically just said about DJ at 44 to one. I know this guy's been bad also, but it's a major, it's a U.S. Open. Brooks Brooks. is at 40 to one. Yeah, I I actually saw when I made the 44 that was on FanDuel, and he's 44 over there too. So I I thought about that, but I might I'm going with I'm going with DJ instead. Yeah, 44. Why why not? You know, you throw a little something. Then they're not in great form, but they're good enough. They you know in a major. Why not? Yep. All right. So I think that does it for the betting. And uh, why don't we just get right into the DraftKings pricing? And and we'll start, obviously, at the top. The man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Scheffler, has been absolutely on fire this year, except for last week when I was relying on him to win a tournament. And he just basically pumped the brakes on the hype train and and broke my heart. (laughs) But. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it really, it depends on if everyone else is jumping on the train late. If, if he's not one of the highest owned up here, he'll probably be my highest owned because when, when you think about us open and you think about difficult and, and, you know, around the green and the, the guy has just been one of the best at saving par. I mean, you, you need him to hit a, you know, to, to knock it close and, and knock it in for par or hit a 15 footer to save par. He, he's one of the best in the world at it. So I, I'm definitely going to have Scotty Scheffler in the pool. And if he's, if he's not really, really high owned, he might be my highest owned. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. And I don't really even care his ownership. I'm on Scotty this time. I was off from the first two majors to burn me at the masters. Uh, I'm hoping some of the Shine kind of wore, wore off with everybody playing him. He's still, you know, the, the highest zone. He's kind of, you say, had a lull, but it's just it's just a little break from his absolute insane form. But he's still playing good golf. And like you said, a U.S. Open, um, if it gets windy, he, he's got that low stinger shot. He's good, you know, fighting it out of the rough. And, yeah, he's been phenomenal around the green. So, um, you know. Avoiding bogeys, um, been just he's just been playing too good, and he should fit U.S. Open golf. Should fit this course. Um, yeah, I'm hoping the shine wears off and his ownership slow. But even if it's not, I'm playing Scotty. I'm on this time. I'm not missing out. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Now next we have Justin Thomas at ten thousand nine hundred, and that Sunday that he had is probably going to bump that ownership way up there. So for me, I'm probably going to have to make a decision between Rory and Justin. I mean, they're probably going to be the two highest owned up here, and I, I don't think I'm going to have both of them in my pool. Obviously, the way Rory looked last week, it's going to be hard to fade him, and, and after Thomas had that. But, I mean, Rory's a little better off the tee. I think they're going to have to rely on that a little more this week, but Thomas is a little better around the greens, so it's it's going to be a tough decision. You, you have any idea of who you'd rather out of those two guys? Yeah, I mean, early glance, out of those two – Probably Rory, but I think Rory's going to be the highest on on slate. So I'm not, I think I'm going to plant flags up here and I'm going to be play three guys. I'm going to play Scheffler, Rom, and Morikawa. And I'll probably, maybe hard to full fade, but I'll be lightest on JT and Rory um, basically because of that, you know, 
like they just dueled it out in Sunday. Um, you know, just cause that finish, I think it's going to drive their own ownership up big. And on a course, if the wind blows and there's going to be carnage and it's tough, you know, I can see it done ownership. One of those misses a cut. One of them misses the cut. You got a lot of leverage. So I'm, uh, Probably going to plant my flag on three guys up above 10K and JT, Rory, and Cam Smith. Probably going to be the odd men out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to make a decision between JT and, and Rory. I am definitely out on Cam Smith, as I almost always am. But with the way he's been, you know, last week you saw it. He, he missed fairways and he could not do anything out of the rough. So if, if it's going to play basically that, but times 10, I'm out on Cam Smith. Now, you said you're playing Rom. I've been playing Rom all year, just waiting for the explosion. And actually, my first inkling this week is to fade him. And main reason is, you know, just said it's going to be really, really, you want to rely off the tee, but you also want to rely on around the green. And he is complete polar opposites right now. Obviously, first off the tee, but he's 87th around the green over the last 24 rounds. So it's, I mean, could he flip it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw what he did last year at the U.S. Open, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to make a decision on Rom. But right now, I'm actually leaning towards fading him, which is terrifying. Yeah, because I'm the opposite. I haven't really been playing Rom all year because because it just seems like there's been something missing. And a big part of that is the around the green game. Um, so I've kind of been off Rom, off Rom, but I just, you know, see at this U.S. Open, he's the best driver of the ball. I mean, he's whatever that style was, he's gained off the tee since Bradbury actually just lost around it off the tee recently, but I think he bounces back there. He hits it long. He hits it straight. And even though the around the green's bad, he's actually kind of good at that thick rough around the green. We saw it last year when he won at the Memorial. Um, I, I just see, you know, tough course, you know, I could see the around green flipping. And if it does, I mean, you know, he's probably one of the best up here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely any of these guys, it's hard to, to make a case to fade them. So it, I'm really probably going to have definitely going to have Scotty and I'm, I'm probably going to let ownership basically determine the other, the other way I go now also above 10,000, we have Colin Morikawa, who is one of my favorites, but I don't know. I, I really have no idea what I want to do with him this week. Like I said, I would, I'd like to bet him at 30 to one. He did come fourth at the U S open last year. I mean, obviously he's been good in the majors, but hasn't looked great lately. And it's basically been around the green putting that lets him down. So it's, it's a tough decision. I, I, he does hit the ball straight off the tee. So he's probably going to be in the fairway. And even as, as how good he is with the irons, these greens are so small, he's going to miss some. So I, I don't know your thoughts on Kawa. Yeah. My, my feelings on Mark Kawa is I think it's going to be very, very important to play out of the fairway this week. Um, cause even if you get in a rough, you're not going to be able to just fight it out and punch it and let the ball run to the green. These greens are small, like you said, but they're also protected by thick rough and sand. Um, so you're going to really need to be precise, be in the fairway number one, which he's, he's good at. He doesn't have the distance, but he's going to play out of the fairway. And then, you know, when he's clicking, he's the best iron player there is. So, you know, even if the greens are small, if he's hitting the spots, I'm, I'm just kind of hoping he won't have to scramble as much um if he's on with the irons and that one hot putting week is coming i mean he's been awful with the putter but we know morikawa is an awful putter but he just has a tournament where he comes out and putts and when he does that he wins all he needs to do is not lose 
five strokes putting, you know, be even putting. And because he's been on with the irons, his iron game, his approach game has been good. It has just been, like you said, the around the green game and the putter is just been God awful, which has to worry you the around the green game. But if he's playing out of fairway, his irons are on, he's hitting, hitting the spots and he can just putt, which like I said, I think one of those more Kawa putting weeks is coming. Um, especially, at, you know, with JT and Rory and everybody soaking up the ownership, if he kind of comes in lower owned under the radar, I like more as a pivot. We've seen he can win majors before. He's won the US Open. He's won the PGA. Guy's a gamer, so I'm going to play him. Yeah, yeah, I, I I don't mind going there. I haven't made up my mind yet, but like you said, I mean, if he brings the putter, he he can easily just walk away with this and, and win it. Now, same argument here. We have Hovland, $9,700. Basically, same problem. Obviously, a little bit better driver of the ball. Not as good of an iron player, but but an elite ball striker. And it's around, it's around the green that you got to worry about. But for me, I, I don't know. It just seems like, especially very recently, it just seems like something's off. Nothing says it statistically, but he just doesn't look like the same guy he did earlier in the season. So for me, yeah, I... I you know, it's, it's hard to make a case for Morikawa and then and then say you're not going to play Hovland, but I, I don't think I'm going to. I think I think I'm going to skip over him because I, I like some of these guys below him a little bit better. Yeah, no, I think you said you can't, you know, you say you're going to play Morikawa and not play Hovland. So that's where I'm at. I'm playing uh, Morikawa. I'm playing Hovland. Um, you know, ball striker in the wind. Like I said, if he's. Driving the ball good, got his irons going. I mean, you're going to miss greens. Everyone's going to miss him. Just, uh, you know, don't be a complete atrocity. He's been putting better. Um, if I'm playing more while I'm playing Hovland is kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to play him, it might even make sense to start your lineup with both of them. I actually, I actually you know, if it's set a lineup uh, that way just to see how it, it worked out. It, it makes sense. Now, next we have Xander Schauffele, who is likely going to be up there, probably top three, maybe even the highest owned on the slate. And it's hard to argue against it at $9,600, seventh, fifth, third, sixth, fifth. That's his last five U.S. Opens. I mean, it's that's ridiculous. So at $9,600, if he, if he finishes top 10, you're good with that. You don't need him to win. He's 15th yep. in fairways gain, third in good drives, eighth on approach over the last 24 rounds. So he's playing well. He seems to fit the course well. I'm, I'm going to have to eat the chalk on this. I don't know how overweight I'm going to be able to get if he's up pushing 30%. So maybe just match the field and, and just play him in, in single entry and, and three max and maybe exclude him from my, my 20 max. But I, I'm definitely playing him. Yeah, you, No, you have to. I'm playing him too. I mean, at first – uh, Price and first came out, you know, it was the first one I went to. I wanted to play Xander, U.S. Open golf, every, you know, all around the game. The form is good. The game is good. The U.S. Open form is good. The major form is good. I mean, everything just points to playing Shopley. That's why he's going to be one of the top owned. I think you play him, though, you just got to be kind of unique in the lineup. Like, I think it's going to be a lot of people that go balance and just start with Xander and then just load up these nine, eight. So maybe, you know, start uh, – you know, Scotty Scheffler, Xander, and then go, you know, skip the 8K range and go down, maybe get some of those, even though there's not a lot of guys in the 6K range, there's going to be someone from down there that's going to, you know, that show up. So uh, maybe it's take, you know, Scheffler, then make Shafley like your second guy in and then go down into the 6K. But 
I think there's going to be a lot of people that go balance and either start with Xander or take three guys into nines, including Xander. So you kind of have to be careful in your lineup construction when playing Xander, because I think he's going to be super chalky. Absolutely. I, I agree. And, and like you said, if, if you go higher up, definitely don't pair him with a Rory. Cause I mean, right. you, you want Scott, you want one of those lower owned guys. Or like, yeah, so. like, more like, like a Cam Smith. Xander, because they kind of have the both, you know, around the green game. And yep. Cam Smith's going to be, you know, lowest owned in that 10K. Morikawa, Xander. Um, yeah, something like that. Yep. So, Spieth, as I said, at 9,500, I already bet him. I, I do love him here. You know, if you're talking around the green, he's first around the green. He's first tee to green over the last 24 rounds. And and the big thing is, we talked about it a couple pods best. I don't remember if it was the PGA or the Masters thing. It might have been the PGA because I, I think I was saying I thought he could possibly win that. But the off the tee game is he's he's night and day now. I mean, he is confident with the driver in his hand. He's driving the ball very well. And, and I mean, if he gets that putter going and he's doing his magic around the greens, definitely could be a speed tournament. So I am definitely in 9,500 is a good price. With the way he's been playing, you can actually argue it's it's too cheap of a price. Totally agree. Um, uh, Spieth will probably be my as the week goes on, he'll probably end up being my highest own because I just uh, yeah, we've seen him do it at U.S. Open before, and you know the thing that's been hurting him is his off you know off the tee, like you said, and with the rough, you know that could really bury him at, at a tournament like this. But he's been fire off the tee. He's he's got a lot of control with it. He's confident with it. His approach game has been good. And it's just ironic because he's been one of the best putters ever. And that's the thing that's, that's letting him down this year. So if you can just, you know, figure that out, um, there's around the green game, you know, the magic beans, everything's yeah. Just enough said we're playing speed. Yeah, definitely playing speed. Now I did say that I bet DJ at that 44 to one. I just like that number. I don't necessarily like DJ. So I don't know where his head's at, whether he gives a shit, whether he's just laying on a bed of, cash right now who knows but no dj for me i will say if you're playing a millie maker or something like that could actually be a good leverage play because if, if he does happen to pop i mean good for you but uh, i'm out on dj yeah i mean it just comes to how much does he really care i mean he's got his 125 mil he's got you know goes to go home to paulina um just seems like <laughs> like i said how much does he care but um, I probably won't have a lot. I think he is probably going to be single dinner, single digit ownership, and he probably um, will be a good pivot because he can come out here if his game's clicking. But game hasn't been clicking. I don't know where his head's at. I'll uh, probably some Millie lineups. I'll throw a little bit in just to be different, but I'll be very light on DJ. Not excited about it. I agree. Yeah. Zalatoris will definitely be in my player pool. I, I am a little concerned about his ownership. You know, a couple first look shows, heard some people saying they think he's going to go under the radar. But I think after him going under the radar at the PGA and, and just the way he's been playing at, at this price, he's going to be used. You know, may, maybe not pushing Xander numbers, but he's probably 17 to 20 percent, I, I would think, which I, I'm fine with that because he, he's been great. I mean, he had a, a sixth sandwiched between two missed cuts at the U.S. Open but the second and 18th at the PGA championship sixth and second at the masters. So obviously he's been playing well at, at majors and the, the approach game is great. He's been great off the tee. So I, I see no reason to, to go away from Zalatoris. 
Yeah, no, me neither. Um, and I don't buy the low ownership thing either. I think he's going to, uh, as the week goes on, he's going to be owned because he's just, his major form's too good. He's playing too good right now. Um, he just fits this well. Um, ball striker, get it out of the rough. Um, you know, bent, bent grass greens. I'm treating it more as bent. I mean, I know it's Poa. Um, it's kind of that Northeast mix. But uh, I'm going to play Zalatoris. And I'm actually probably thinking maybe starting some lineups with Zalatoris. That makes you very different. If you completely fade the top, start with Zalatoris and go balanced. Um, I think that's a way to way I'm going to play Zalatoris because he's going to be probably literally the most common second guy in in a lot of these lineups. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny you say that too because that's I, I said a dummy lineup, basically just one lineup, and that's what I enter all my contests when I'm figuring out what contest I want to go in, and, and that, that was the first lineup I set. I started it with Zalatoris. So I, I think that's that's probably a good idea because, like you said, I mean, that might be another popular one too. You know, if people are going to this range and, and skipping the 10s, they might go Xander Zalatoris. So if you're starting with Zalatoris, maybe you can differentiate yourself a little bit. Now, someone that's not going to be high-owned because he's just boring as shit and nobody likes him, Patrick Cantlay. I know you like to use some Cantlay, but hasn't been great in majors, but ha- has been good lately. Third place, miscut, second in his last three tournaments. He did come 15th in the U.S. Open last year, so not terrible. What, what are you doing with Cantlay? I think I'm going to end up playing him because at first glance – just like everybody else looked at it, I'm like, I'm not playing Cantlay. It's just been, it, it's weird. The sentiment's like the form's bad. But if you just look at his form, he's been playing pretty good. But it's just, it's a bad taste in the majors after the cut of the PGA. And he hasn't been good in the major in a while. So it's kind of like that, uh, he's got that stench of not being good in majors and not doing anything in a little while. And um, so originally I looked at it, I was like, I'm not going to play Cantlay. But the more I hear it, I don't think anybody else is going to play Cantlay. And uh, you know, boring golf is good if the conditions get bad and it's tough. So if he's just, you know, he's good around the green. Um, if he's just hitting his fairways, plodding along, um, I think he can make a great pivot because I don't think many people are going to play him. So um, I can see myself doing maybe a little Zalatoris can't lay and going down from there. But I, I'm going to originally wasn't going to have any can't lay, but I think as the week goes on, I'm going to probably be more on him. Yeah, that's pretty much my sentiment too. Is you know, the first reaction I think everybody just goes, "Nope, skip." I'll play. I'll play some of these other guys. But like you said, you could play Zalatoris with them, or or you know, we keep bringing them up. But it's for good reason. He's going to be very highly owned, so you got to get different if you're playing Xander. Maybe you play Xander and can't like differentiate right. yourself there because I I don't see can't lay getting you know maybe ten percent, but he's he he could be sub ten percent like eight percent. So yeah, eight percent can't lay. It's easy to get overweight on that, and I'll I'll, I'll definitely play some can't lay. Hideki, this, this is another tough one. I mean, he's been good, but he's kind of been injured, and then he all of a sudden thinks he's fucking Bob Ross painting happy <laughs> little trees on his clubs. Like, what are you doing? So yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 hard to get a read on what the sentiment's going to be, how, how played he's going to be. Obviously most people do like Matsuyama. He does seem to fit this course or really any course. I mean, you have any idea what you're going to do with Matsuyama as of right now? I don't know if I want to go there, but it's, it's hard to say no. Yeah, it is hard to say no. Um, he should, you know, should do good, but um, right now I'm probably going to be either fade or very light on Matsuyama. Yeah, that, that that's where I'm leaning to now. Another guy, it's because, this is going to be the guy right below him. The guy I want to play yep. a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I, I already bet Shane Lowry. 9000 is a great price for the way he's been playing. You know, obviously already has a major un, under his his belt. So it, he's going to be really highly owned too. This whole $9,000 range is where a lot of people are going to be playing. So same thing, you're going to have to differentiate. But I, I just think he's been way too good to, to get. Hasn't been great at U.S. Opens, but – this year, he just seems like a different caliber guy. Fifth on approach. He's first in bogey, bogey avoidance over the last 50 rounds. Over the last 24 rounds, sixth in sand saves. Second in good drives. So, I mean, everything says this is a Shane Lowry course, especially if it's playing difficult. So, some somewhere down here, I'm, I'm going to have to find some of these chalky guys to fade, but I don't think he's going to be one of them. Yep, totally agree. I mean, you said he hasn't been at US, good at U.S. Opens. He hasn't been good at the Masters either, but he just came in third this year. Like you said, this year he's just – he's clicking. And, uh, you know, you're going to hear it all week, but if it is difficult and it's and it's hard, that's where Shane Lowry's his best. You know, open winner. He likes – likes he's a good scrambler. He likes it when it's difficult, when conditions are at his worst. And uh, he's another one. He's, he's another one that's going to be highly owned, but another piece of chalk that I'm just going to gonna eat. I'm playing Lowry. Yeah. You know, get yep. Other. And then uh, if we drop down a little bit to Joaquin Neiman, 8,900, he's been playing great as well. Kind of hard to, to make a case against him. But if, if Neiman is going to be up there and high-owned, I'm definitely playing Lowry. I may not be able to get Neiman in, in, in my player pool. I, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, I'm going to tie Neiman along with someone below him because – like you, like you, I like Neiman. Um, I've been playing, he's been playing great this year. I'm, I've been on him. Um, he's a player that's, you know, great driver of the ball. Um, if it gets difficult, he's a good one player. He's good out of the rough. He's been great around the green and he's gaining a lot putting right now. So I'll pay Neiman. And I think my way to get different with Neiman and Larry and these guys is I'm playing Brooks. I, I'm going to be heavy on Brooks. It'll probably make me or break me because uh, he has. Another one like DJ, I know said that he just got married, kind of seems disinterested. He hasn't been good form, but he's another one where when it, you know, US Open golf, when you got to hit the fairway, you got to scramble and the score is going to be single digits or even above par. Um, you know, that's when Brooks, that's where Brooks at his best. And yeah, give me, you know, no one wants to play him. No one's paying attention to him. Single digit owned $8,700 Brooks at a US Open. I'm in, and that'll be my way to get different and play the Demons, the Lowry's, and the, you know, Zalatoris's. Yeah, yeah, I I don't dislike that. I mean, he hasn't been good lately, and, you know, we've seen over the past couple majors, you can't just call him Major Hunter Brooks Kepka anymore, but it is it is still hard to completely shy away, and if, if he's coming in at 6%, 8%, I don't think anyone's going to, not anyone, but I, no one wants to play Brooks right now. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. And the major, the, the major Brooks that's worn off and, you know, he's, he's not, you know, ma, you know, major Brooks until he is again, until he comes out and wins. So um, I yep. think it's a great week to just, just stay with it. And I, I'm going to be overweight, you know, on, on Brooks. Yeah. I'll, so I'll, I'll technically have, two separate player pools. I'll have my single entry and three entry, and then I'll, I'll have a 20 max and he's definitely going to be in the 20 max. So I'll, I'll probably be overweight on Brooks also in, in the 20 max player pool. Now, another guy haven't really been hearing a lot of steam, you know, basically had the, the fall apart 
what he shoot an 84 on Sunday kind of hurt me in that, that tournament too, you know, dropped me out of a contention of taking one down, but Cam Young at 8,800, the guy has been other than that round has been great. I mean, second off the tee, fourth around the green over the last 24 rounds. Those are the two key stats that you want at this place with the way he has been playing. I have no problem going back to Cam Young and you know what? Let that 84 keep people off because I will have plenty of Cam Young in, in my player pool. Yep. Yeah, that last round and the and the pricing. I mean, at eight eight, even though it's warranted because he has been playing great, you know, kind of sandwiched there by Neiman and Lowry, and you know we didn't get to it yet. But Fitz, who's going to be super high owned in the burgers above those guys. Um, so yeah, he might have some 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 lower ownership. It might be a good pivot. Um, I'm kind of undecided on him right now because I do want to play. You know, the the Neimans, the Lowrys, Zaltorses, and then when we go lower, there's some guys that I really like also. So um, I would be light, but I can't argue with it that it's a great play. Yeah, and, and part of the reason why I'm, I'm leaning towards fading Neiman is because I, I'm, I'm going to play Brooks in the 20 max. I'm going to play Cam Young in, in probably both. So I do like those guys at a lower ownership. And like I said, there's only so much chalk you can eat. And some of this chalk down here, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about Billy Horschel. Most people probably don't. I don't think I'm going to be playing him. But I, I'm willing to eat the chalk again with Fitzpatrick. Now, I could change my mind come Wednesday, but it does look like he he he's pretty well suited for this course. You know, obviously won the U.S. Amateur back in 2013. That really doesn't carry much weight, but obviously everybody's gonna basically say it anyway. So where where are you on Fitz? Yeah, early in the week, um, you know, before it, I was. All signs were t- pointing towards him, and I picked him my one and done in, in, in RBC, and he was playing well. Um, so early in the week, I thought I was going to be overweight on him, but I'm playing a lot of chalk already, and I think as the week goes on, everyone's going to say the same thing. Oh, tough course, you know, find a fairway, won the U.S. Amateur here. I think he's easily the highest owner in this 8K, 8K range, and he's going to push, you know, ownership with the, the Xanders and, you know, the Rory's. So I think I'm going to be bold. And I mean, it makes sense, you know, if it gets difficult, this, you know, he's a grinder, but um, I'll probably, that's some chalk that I probably will not eat because, you know, you kind of, at that price, at that ownership, you need him to win. And he just, he doesn't win. So I'm, uh, I'm probably going to fade, fade that chalk. I, I don't know if you necessarily need him to win at 8,500, but you obviously need him at, to, 20%, to play. At 20% owned. I mean, you need, you know, Yeah, obviously he has to play pretty. So again, I'm going to have two separate player pools and he will be most likely in the single entry, three entry. But I mean, like you said, if he's pushing Xander and Rory and he's he's up near 30 percent, I have I have no problem fading that because there is no way I, I, you know, I I like getting at least close to double the field on guys. So if he's 30 percent, I'm not playing 60 percent Fitzpatrick. I'll just I'm just just not doing that. Yeah, I'll just go right down and play Berger at half the ownership. Yep. Yeah, I, I like I like a lot of these guys coming up, and, and some of them are going to carry ownership too. So if if Fitz is pushing way up there, you know, if, if he's twenty five to thirty percent, and you can get a Burger Burns, Finau, Homa mm-hmm. at like seventeen, I'd, I'd much rather do that. So I I love all those guys. I I love Burger Burns. Obviously, has been incredible already. Three wins this season. The guy very similar to Scotty. If if you need someone that needs to sink a par putt. Burns is going to do that. Finau yeah. obviously looked great last week, playing well. 
Homa already has two wins this year. He's third on approach over the last 24 rounds, striking the shit out of the ball. So I, I'm playing all four of those guys. Or yeah, all four of them. Yep, I'm with you. I, I'm just gonna go go to Fitzpatrick, like you said, pushing on 25%, but 30% ownership. I'll play play Berger, who's gonna find the fairway. If he has a good ball striking week, um, great around the green, you know, likes it difficult. Like you said, with Burns, another guy, you know, straight, long, good putter. Finau's in great form, um, good U.S. Open form, another great driver of the, of the ball. And, um, you know, you saw it last week, just came in second, so in good form. Homa, another one, just great ball striker. He seems on, on the rise, 31 this year. So, yeah, all four of those guys I'm in on, um, which will bring me off Fitzpatrick and the guy at 8,000, Hatton, who I don't even want to say his name because he, <laughs> he burned me last week, but he's just uh, – I don't know what's up with Hatton. He just hasn't been right in a while. And, uh, you know, his temperament, yeah, he's won on hard courses before, but I can see him, you know, we've seen it. When his heart's going bad for him, he's just, you know, he's just a head case. He checks out. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know if he's whining about every single course. I don't think he's going to be too happy with the setup at, at a US yeah, Open. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. he'll be yeah, plus I, six I agree. the first round and complain about the setup. And, you know, I don't think he'll see the weekend. So I, I'm not playing Hatton. Yeah, if, if you have Peak Hatton, I mean, it, it does seem like it would be a good course and a good setup for him. But with the way he's been playing and the way he's been just whining and, and miserable, it's there's no reason for it. Now, unfortunately, it breaks my heart, but Bryson is unplayable. I just, even, I even a good Bryson, I don't know that this necessarily sets up as a good course for him. So I'm probably out on Bryson. Corey Connors, I did want to play, but... After that Sunday, after that weekend he just had, I, I think that's going to steam his ownership a little bit. So I'm I'm fine going down from him. You you playing Corey Connors? Obviously, you've been playing well, but I, I don't know if, if if his ownership gets out of control. Uh, I you know I'm in a, I'm playing Morikawa, who's going to find fairways and be good with the irons. I'm going to play Corey Connors, who's going to find the fairway, find the greens and smaller greens. You know, there's. Uh, not going to be a lot of lag putts and, and possibilities for three putts. So uh, I'm playing Morikawa, I'm playing Hovland, I'm going to play Connors. Yeah, I, I like I said, I like Connors. I, I think he could play well at this course, obviously played well last week. But I do like Mito. The way Mito's been playing and, and you know, talking about hitting fairways, he's third in fairways gain, first in good drives, eighth off the tee third tee to green over the last 24 rounds playing really, really well. So I, if I have to choose between Connors and, and Mito, especially if the ownership is going to be close on them, I'm definitely going to go Mito. All right. You might've just talked me into Mito. I might, uh, I think I'm all Connors and I'm Mito also. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you see the fall apart that he had and some guys that, that- yeah, yeah, some that. guys that would that would cripple them. You know, they right. they we've we've seen people literally never have the same career after that, and and he Mullen, came right back and. Yeah, Mullen, now he lost his soul at the Masters on fifteen. Yep. It hasn't been right since. That yep. was like three years ago. Or two. Now I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm playing Aaron Wise. Playing them seven thousand eight hundred dollars. I, I, I usually I usually never play Aaron Wise, so sell me on Aaron Wise. Make the case for him. All right, so he's twenty first, sixth place, fifty first. Had a twenty third at the PGA and a second. So those are his his last five tournaments. So 
play, playing well coming in. 13th on approach, 23rd off the tee over the last 50 rounds. He's ninth in total strokes gain on difficult courses. So he does play difficult courses well, has a, a number of good finishes coming in. Like I said, I'd never play Aaron Wise. I mean, I, I'm fine with it. I, I think it's a pretty good price. You know, you don't have him up in the mid eights. So I, I, th- I think it's good. I don't know if a lot of people are going to go there. And like I said, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I actually do like Aaron Wise quite a bit this week. Yeah, I think I'll have to look into that because usually you think of, uh, you know, that's interesting that he plays good on difficult courses because usually you think Aaron Wise, you think birdie fest, you know, guy's going to kill the par fives and have all, you know, all these opportunities. But um, didn't really think of him as a, as a difficult course guy. But, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that. I'll put him uh, – he's on the fence. We'll see. I might end up playing some wise in the long run. But – I like yeah, because I as we're gonna get down here, Paul Casey can't hurt me, so that's good. But I like um, <laughs> <laughs> I like Fleetwood and and Usti. I'm gonna play those two. Um, Fleetwood just same thing. U.S. Open golf, you know, kind of just like more Cowboys gonna find a fairway. Um, he's a good, he's a grinder. Um, he's a guy that's kind of been knocking the door, knocking on the door in majors in the past, and he's in good form right now. So um, probably be popular, but I don't. You know, it's not going to be as popular for me to be off. I'm, I'm going to play Fleetwood and then uh, see another one, you know, play good in majors, um, good, difficult courses, good around the green, um, you know, second in the U.S. Open last year. Hasn't been in great form, but um, I think with the whole live thing and this form, um, surprisingly, he's going to be usually very popular in majors and it's seven, six and he's not going to be popular. I'm going to play Usti and I'm going to play Fleetwood. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I like Fleetwood. It's it's probably going to depend on his ownership. If he gets a little crazy, I'm fine with baiting him. But but I do like Fleetwood. Obviously, like you said, you know, has has played it at U.S. Opens pretty well in the past. Not so much recently, 50th last year and a missed cut before that. But he's playing well this year. I think he has eight missed or eight made cuts coming in. So Definitely like Fleetwood, like like the way his game could play for this course. And I am 100% playing Louie. You know, last year we were here, we were watching the uh, the U.S. Open on my back deck. And, and I think we were both pretty heavily involved in Louie and it all went to shit. But like you said, I mean, with, with the live stuff, probably not a lot of people on him, but second place, third place, seventh place. Those are his last three U.S. Opens. And at $7,600, I'm absolutely fine going to Louis, especially if he is low owned. Yep. Yeah. No, no one's going to, you know, he's going to be low owned. He's seven, six, and this is going to be the one he's just going to come out win. He's always been, you know, in the AKs and one of the highest owned guys and finishes second and third. Um, like you mentioned last year, we were watching, we we're both there and he kind of broke our hearts, but you know, I just, uh, I have a feeling this is the one he comes through and uh, you know, maybe wins because uh there's going to be a lot of ownership right below him at uh seven six with sung jm who that's probably some chalk i'm going to move off of what do you think about him because he's all the rage right now everyone's you know bet him out the number 65 to one um everyone's talking about him yeah, at this price you know he probably is underpriced he probably should be in the ak range because he's form is pretty good he's another grinder difficult course guy so with his form with his fit, with everything, he's definitely underpriced, but I definitely think he's going to be, it's going to make him very chalky. You playing Sungjae or what are you doing? I haven't really made up my mind yet. 
like I like I said, I bet the sixty-five to one. So I'm fine with just taking that and running, you know, and, and that that's my investment in Sung Jay for the week. But he he does rate out so well for this course. Second in bogey avoidance, second around the green, 14th in fairways hit over the last 50 rounds. His game, it seems to to fit here pretty well. And like you said, I mean, this is just a blatant misprice. There is no, he should be at least eight hundred dollars higher. You know, if he's at eight thousand four hundred, I still think he he gets the same ownership. So you give an eight hundred dollar discount. There, there's a reason people are playing him in the first place. And at this price, it's just ridiculous. So I'm I'm kind of hoping. I'm kind of hoping it's in good chalk, but um, yeah, there's just so many guys here. Um, like I said, I kind of mentioned before, I wanted to be heavy on Louie and Fleetwood. Um, you said you're playing wise. So, yeah, I'll probably be uh, – might end up being one of those free squares, a good chalk, but I might miss out. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just – I'm hoping, you know, it's it's like – who was it? Cam Young at the PGA we were talking about. You know, he's going to be the highest owned. He's going to be the highest owned. And then all of a sudden everybody hears he's going to be the highest owned, so everybody pivots. At this low a price and how good his game is, I don't know if that's necessarily realistic, but maybe. So if his ownership isn't absolutely ridiculous, I'm, I'm fine with playing him. Otherwise, like I said, I'm fine with just riding with the bet. So I still got to make up my, my, my mind on Sungjae. Probably out on Seamus Power. There's really not much I see there. Uh, we did skip over answer. Same thing. I don't know if you want to say anything about him, but guy I, usually uh, hits fairways and, and and plays well, but lately has not looked like himself, so I am flying going away from him. A guy that is getting some steam, Keegan Bradley, 7,500. Now, has not played a U.S. Open good at all. Has three straight miscuts and a 65th in his last four U.S. Opens, so... I get where his game is and, and, you know, he's been good out of the sand, good in bogey avoidance, pretty good off the tee. But if Keegan's pushing 20, 25% or even 17%, I'm, I'm probably out on Keegan. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I skipped over answer for a reason. I'm not in on answer. I'm not in on power. And there's just at that ownership, no way, but even, even low ownership, there's just no, there's just no way I'm going to be, on Keegan, you know, and in a tough course where there's just there's just so many holes where you know he can where Keegan can Keegan and just blow up. Um, I just I can't do it. I won't be in on Keegan. I won't be in on Gooch. I won't be in on Power. I won't be on Answer. Just get straight to it. I'm gonna let Webb Simpson hurt me. And uh, you're gonna, are, you gonna let, are you gonna let Sergio hurt you? Are we going? I'm going Webb. You going Sergio? What are we doing here? Uh, I thought about it, but actually. Right now, I'm kind of leaning the opposite. I, I'm leaning. I actually think Webb is a little bit better than I thought. Come on now, over to the dark side. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about him. I think it was back at the Masters, saying, you know, he he could be all right, but he he just since he's been injured, he really hasn't looked like himself. But oh, over the past two tournaments, he came 27th and 20th. He gained off the tee on approach and around the green in both of those. So. It could be a good web course. Now, his lack of distance does concern me a little bit because at a U.S. Open, at a course where you got to power it out of the rough, and and you know, a lot of times we see bombers up at the top. Maybe he, that hurts him a little bit, but he has won he, a U.S. Open on a long track before. I mean, he's that's true. He's got, you know, he doesn't win with distance. You know, I, I 
he wins with putting it in the fairway, long irons, and then, you know, some magic around the greens and, and, and putting, um, hasn't been in for in great form, kind of trending, um, better as of, as of late, like I said, that injury, he really kind of set him back. Um, but down here, 7,400 play him all the time. I'm, uh, I'm going to play him this week. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably have Webb in, in the 20 max pool. Now, one guy we did skip over, actually, that I do like quite a bit. You said you're not playing Gooch, but I, I'm in on Gooch. 7,500, I think it's a pretty good price. Uh, probably not going to get a lot of steam, not a lot of ownership. Actually, over the last 50 rounds, he is first around the green. So I, I like that a lot. 11th in bogey avoidance. I, I think he could be pretty good at, at 7,500. You know, if, if you're skipping some of those guys in the eights and you want to maybe go high up top and, and drop down to this area, I think, you know, you could throw him and, and Webb. So if you're using some of the higher owned guys up top, get a little savings on ownership and, and salary down here with those guys. Harris English, I want no part of. Sebastian Munoz, I play a lot. You know, he's ninth in boy, bogey avoidance, does play difficult courses well, but I don't know. it. I don't really see a need to, to load up too much on too many of these guys. So I'm probably out on him. Yep. Sergio, yeah, no. like you said, eh, it's going to be tough for me. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I think I'm going to play Sergio. Um, same thing, you know, live narrative. You know, he's, there's no real pressure on him. You know, he just comes out here. Um, he's great off the tee. Um, great. You know, us open history. This is something where I think he can come out and, uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He can come out and and blow up and and not be good. But you know, down here at seventy three hundred, a low ownership. Um, I'll play some Sergio. I don't hate the Gooch play, um, but like you said, I don't want to play all these guys to spread myself thin. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna kind of choose the guys that I'm gonna play down here. Uh, like I'm not playing Munoz, not playing Hoagie, not playing English because just no form there at all. Yep. Um, you know. What about Davis Riley? Yeah, that's it's weird because yeah, I'm having he, trouble with him. Yeah, I don't know how how popular he's going to be. Number one, you know, and it's I don't know what he does well. Like I, you know, I don't really have a good read on him. He shows up a lot. Um, great form. Uh, he's probably, he'll probably be one that, like I said, I don't want to play too many guys down here because I as we go further that, down a little bit. Some guys I want to play, like, even though I bet him, I want to play Patrick Reed. Um, I see another one that can just come out and middle finger. And Oh, know, yeah. It, it, he he loves match. playing the villain. And, I mean, I don't think there would be anyone happier to have everyone hate him already, then hate him more for going to the Live Tour, and then hate him even more for coming and winning the U.S. Open. <laughs> yep. Could, yeah, couldn't agree more. So I'll probably, you know – spread myself, you know, I don't want to spread myself thin down here. So I'll play Webb. I won't play the other guys. I'll have a little bit of Sergio. I'm going to play Reed. And that's probably it till we get to Justin Rose. All right. So let, let me, let me sell you on Davis Riley real quick. Yeah. Sorry. I skipped, I skipped a bunch there. <laughs> no, no, it's down, down here. You know, it's, it's not like the past couple majors where, where we have a lot of guys like in the sixes. I, I don't know if I'm going to even go in the sixes, but even down here, it's, it's few and far between, but just the more I look into Davis Riley, he's, he's been playing really well and there's nothing that he stands out in, but he's good at everything really. So l- listen to these finishes 
fifth at the Mexico Open, ninth at the Byron Nelson, 13th at the PGA, fourth at Charles Schwab, 13th at the Memorial. He gained five strokes on approach at Memorial, 7.7 at the Charles Schwab, 6.4 at the PGA. So gaining with the putter in almost all of them. And at 7,300, like I said, he's not like, you know, just standing out as the off the tee guy or the around the green guy or the approach guy, but he is striking the shit out of the ball and, and has some good finishes at 7,300. If, if he's not getting a lot of attention, I, I might've just talked myself into him. Yeah. I think, I think you talked me into him too. I know that, like I said, he's kind of been, just been showing up. I didn't realize he was, uh, you know, the numbers were that good and his form has been that good, but uh, yeah, he's, he's playing some really good golf and down here, you know, if, uh, He's not, I think you just talked me into him too. So I'll have to add him into the, to the small group of guys down here in the seven K. Yeah. So like you said, Patrick Reed, a lot of these other guys I'm off. What, what do you think about Gary Woodland? Cause he hasn't been great lately, but this does kind of seem like it could be a course that fits him. Yeah. We, you know, he was open before and that one, you know, small greens, he kind of, um, you know, good in the wind, good ball striker, put it in a fairway scramble. Um, yeah, I, I can, I could see playing, playing some woodland down, down in this range. Um, cause these forms been pretty good this year. Um, so I feel like that's also kind of a little misprice. Gary Woodland is 71 surrounded by, you know, Van Royen, Thomas Peters and KH Lee, Troy Merritt. Yep. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll play some woodland. And then Justin Rose, it, it's weird. I hate the guy. I, I never really play him. I had all intentions of playing Justin Rose this week. And then it, Sunday happened. got 10 under. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so now you're going to have a 15% Justin Rose at $7,100. And I don't think I'm going to do that. Yep, same. I was, uh, you know, going to play him because he's, he's a grinder. He's a guy, even though his form's bad, he kind of shows up in majors. And, you know, this would, would be something that would fit him. You know, I thought he would be low owned, but after that, that round on Sunday, it's going to drive his ownership up, ownership up and yeah, I'll pass on a chalky Justin Rose. Uh, Kevin Nah at 7,000. I, I will be playing Kevin Nah. He's actually been striking the ball well, fifth on approach over the last 24 rounds, fourth around the green over the last 50 rounds, has played well in majors. Not the longest guy, but I at 7,000, you know, I, I'm fine with him being my last man in. Yep, I like nah, another another live guy, you know, live narrative. Come out here and and uh, be there on the weekend. I like nah, uh, maybe a little. Some guys I'll sprinkle down here. Patrick Rogers, good U.S. Open record, good form right now. Um, guy that's you know good driver of the ball. He's long and he can putt well. Uh, Brian Harmon hasn't been great lately, but he's another another grinder, another good guy with good U.S. Open history. Yeah, so, I'm I'm in on Brian Harmon definitely. Yep, sprinkle some Harmon, some Rogers, some nah. Yep, yeah, Har- Harmon hits fairways. He's great out of the sand and around the green. So I'm, I'm definitely I'm good with that. And like I said, down in the sixes, I don't know. It's it's slim pickings. It's ugly. It's not much. I, I, I'll name some guys. There are some that I like here in the six thousands. Um, I like Molinari. He's another another grinder guy. He just seems when when par is a good score, um, we need to avoid bo- bogey. You know, guy hits fairways. You know, play some Molinari. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, you know, Magic Beans around the green, difficult courses, you know, came second at the Honda when it was super difficult. Um, maybe Lucas Herbert, another guy who likes it, you know, difficult, but um, 
top of the sixes, mostly Molinari and Hughes stick out to me. Yeah, Molinari's a question mark for me. That's a possibility. Hughes, I don't mind. You know, small greens, like you said, playing difficult. Uh, one guy that I could tell you I'm not playing is Wyndham Clark because fuck that guy. <laughs> fucking fourth place in a fucking uh, GPP. And he decides to bogey three holes and double bogey 18 in his final five holes to drop me from fourth place all the way back to 17th. Fuck you, Wyndham Clark. Yeah, man, I was watching that uh, with my dad and just, you know, we had softball earlier, so you told me your lineup, you told me where you're at. So I know uh, I was sitting there watching, rooting for Wyndham Clark for you, and that was just my heart hurt for you. I, uh, Dude, brutal. It's awful. Brutal. But, uh, yeah, Nick Taylor played well last week. I, I don't know if he can carry that over. Same with Danny Lee, you know. It's yeah. kind of hard to really rely on these guys, but I, I don't know if you really need to go down this far. Guido obviously was has not been playing well. Joel Damon yeah. has been up and down this year, but like like I said, I I, I really don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna be down in this area dumpster diving too much. I got I got two here. Um, I like I looked at Nick Taylor, you know, guy that finds you know plays out at a fairway. Um, Danny Lee, decent form, but I can't I can't go there. But two guys um, that I'll might play that I was looking at Stewart Sink. Uh, you know, major history, ball striker, you know, good in the wind, you know, guy that can, uh, I can see top 20 in down here and Danny McCarthy. He's a guy that's in good form. Okay. Green in his putting. Um, he was added to the field late, but at 6,700, I think I'm going to be playing some Danny McCarthy. I, I don't mind Danny McCarthy actually, you know, Danny McPutts on these small greens, Stewart Sink, I don't know if I can get behind that. He really hasn't been striking the ball very well. Over the last 50 rounds, he's 117th around the green, 87th in bogey avoidance, 89th in fairways gained. So basically all the things that you want on this course, he has none of. So I, I don't know if I can get there. I did play him recently. I don't remember if it was the PGA or – but. I'm I'm out on Stewart Sink, and then the, the lowest I think I'm gonna go if I go this low, is probably six four Bo Hostler. Okay, you know that's just a guy. He's yeah, he pops every every yeah, now and playing again. well this year. He's you know he's a he, he's got a lot of distance. He can bomb it out there. Good putter. You know if he can kind of just keep it together, um, I can see it. You know top twenty at that price, um, but everything below that. It's pretty ugly. I probably won't yeah. go with any of these guys. Nope. All right. Well, I think that does it. Uh, as far as strategy goes, what have you looked at any contests? Do you, do you have an idea of what you're jumping into, what you're you're going to be trying to play? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to uh... – I don't know. I'm going to 20, uh, 20 max, the $3 birdie. Um, I'm going to have a lineup in the two, the $200 single entry. Um, probably going to be – be light, but just gonna gonna have to be in the milli. So I'll be, you know, I'll be uh, I'll be light in the milli, and then um, just single entries, thirty three dollars single entry, twelve dollars, a lot of single entry, and I'm gonna twenty max three dollar. Yeah, I'm I'm probably probably the same. I'm I'm gonna stay away from the milli. Probably probably play like, I think probably ten to twelve 
three entries, single entries, and and I'll probably twenty max the three dollar also. Yep. And like I said, I I'll even, have two two separate pools. Yep, I might even twenty max. I think the dollar twenty max. I might even just throw twenty and just uh, just because I like setting lineups and it's a major and just to get more in there. So I'll probably twenty max the one dollar. 20 max, $3. Um, I'll have my $200 single entry, which I've been been playing on. And then probably a couple more single entries and just a little handful in the milli just, just because. Yeah. I, I was the, the $3 is the, the payouts are shit. I mean, you see the top prize and then you just drop off a cliff. I yeah. hate those top heavy GPPs. I mean, like you said though, the fact that it's a major, it does lean me towards the three. Cause you can just set more lineups, but I, I was actually looking at, uh, it, it's a $9. I forget what it is. The 50 K strike. I think it might be. It actually had, had pretty good payout. So I was, I was thinking about possibly doing that, but I'll probably end up staying with the, the $3, but yeah, yeah I, I think that's that, that, that 20, the 20 lineups. Just, I like the hand build and that 20 lineups just seems to be my sweet spot. Once I build more than that, it just I seems agree. like mean anything. I kind of drop off and, less than that you know so 20 20 is kind of my sweet spot and at the 20 max i'm at the same as everybody else you know i'm not 20 lineups when other people are putting 150 in so i kind of like that that 20 max contest i agree completely all right so let's uh end it there i think we did pretty good and you know maybe like the pga if we actually go back and listen to this wednesday night and don't change our fucking minds completely we'll win a shit ton of money it will happen yep 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 exactly i'm gonna try to uh Stick to my guns, be light on the, on the content, or at least, you know, try to even whatever I listen to, try not to be swayed too much. You know, usually uh, your gut gut call, your gut feeling is your, you know, is, is usually right. Um, that happened to me at the Masters. When I was guys I was on originally, I would have nailed it, and I kind of moved all over the place, you know. So I don't want to spread myself too thin. I'm going to, you know, what I feel now, kind of stick with it. Obviously, obviously, I'll add a little bit, but, uh, yeah, like you said, just uh, – Listen to this Wednesday night and you know, do what we said. <laughs> All right, Vince. Th- thanks for uh, talking to me, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Let's go right, win thanks. some money. Thanks for having me on. Good luck, everybody. Yep, you open. Let's go.